Hello world, it's the Ladies of Nerditude. My name's Francine. I'm Jill. And thank you for coming in, coming to hang out with us and talk to us today. In we our, don't have a choice. Yeah, in our social isolation. Um, I feel like it's our moment to shine. <laughs> what a moment. Yeah. Uh, we wish it was under different circumstances, but if you have friends that are bored, send them a link to us. They can catch up. <laughs> but we're here (laughs) fuck you you're in quarantine you have to listen some podcasts um i know that i've heard that podcast numbers along with like streaming numbers have gone through the roof so when you're done listening to us you know what you should listen to do tell this podcast will kill you Mm, yes because they're doing a i believe six-part episode about coronavirus so timely uh well yeah that's like they made it that way yeah i think that's a really good idea yeah which i like them because they make it easy to understand Mm -hmm. but they're both scientists so it's like legit yeah um i started listening to that they're on the um same network as my favorite murder Mm -hmm. and i started listening to them when they started but they already did one episode about it like right before it all Mm -hmm. went to shit and then they like put aside enough time to make six episodes to like get really in depth about it so i'm going to start listening to that tomorrow so that i have a better grip on what exactly is going on because everybody's saying different things i don't know you don't know who to believe mass hysteria such is the world (laughs) yeah i really don't (laughs) yeah i listened to a couple of episodes so thank you for telling me i will probably go welcome it seemed like your kind of deal yeah I enjoy them. I think they're really smart and informative, and it's also fun. Like also, it feels... you get a quarantini episode <laughs> or um, <laughs> recipe. I mean, nice. Yeah, so... we all need that. <laughs> I mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I hear it kills the virus if you just drink a lot of alcohol. That's not true. No, that's not true. Please don't do that. <laughs> that's how it starts. Ram. I know. I way just, to go. Disclaimer: Don't don't do that. <laughs> So fittingly, um, this week, yeah, I know we didn't plan that. Everything's falling into place. Um, but we are talking about White Trash Zombie Apocalypse, the third book mm-hmm. in the five book series by Diana Rowland. Mm-hmm. So if you have not read books one through three, be prepared for spoilers because we're gonna give you some. And you should <laughs> read this. You really should. Because guess what? You're not doing anything else. Right now's the time. Read all the books. I'm not trying to make light of it, but like. Yeah you know yeah do things to occupy your mind seriously because otherwise like i start to go a little stir crazy i've been reading books and binging and like trying to catch up on all the stuff i never have time to do well yeah oh man i have been knitting Mm -hmm. (laughs) this scarf i've been working on for like three years i'm almost done yeah finally (laughs) uh and i've been reading and i've been watching shows that i've been meaning to finish and Mm -hmm. all these things because and I'm cooking. I'm attempting to bake. Still not great, but getting better. Yeah. Things like brave. that. Because, yeah, if you sit still and you mull it over too long, it's just d- incredibly depressing and yeah. scary. And I have an anxiety disorder, so I can't handle it. So I have to kind of joke a little bit. Otherwise, I'm going to cry. Yeah. So you got to keep your mind busy. You got to keep your hands busy. Mm-hmm. My husband and I bought like calibrating thermometers and we've been like calibrating our oven and our like. <laughs> Oh, I was like, what are you doing with that? Yeah. The okay. oven, the refrigerator, the freezer, we're like, they're all at optimum temperature right now because we had nothing else to do. I mean, real talk, when this is over, my God, we're going to be the craftiest, most well-read, 
yeah caught up on everything Mm -hmm. my apartment is gonna be so fucking clean you don't even know like i scrubbed my baseboards yesterday what else are you gonna do knit yeah but you look at it like you're at home and you see it and you go oh i really have to fix that and then you're like what else am i doing i'm just gonna go fix it i mean it's kind of good in that regard yeah yeah I've been taking care of my plant finally. It's magnificent. Because I uh, actually have time to pay attention to it and water it and remember it. <laughs> yeah. And it's pregnant. Yes. It's going to have little baby plants. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah. Doing all the things I'm usually really bad at. <laughs> We're learning. <laughs> it's true. You have to make the best out of it. So, But I, re- I reread the first three of the White Trash Zombie series. Yeah. And then I'm going to do four and five when I... <laughs> wake up tomorrow i guess because they're pretty quick reads (laughs) they are yeah Um, i finished it in like a weekend it's very like digestible read oh yeah and since you had my paper copy i listened to the audiobook and Mm -hmm. the narrator is really great nice on audible so just one person doing all the voices yes cool Mm -hmm. that's my favorite kind of audiobook personally Me too it i get distracted if it's more than one narrator Mm -hmm. unless it's like um this person reads one whole chapter, this person reads a whole chapter, and it's like a point of view shift. Yeah. That's, that's okay, because they do that in Molly Harper books, mm-hmm. but this, I can't I can't handle it when it's, I don't know, one person reads, like, the meat of the story, mm-hmm. and then each character has a different person, because I can't see them. Yeah. So I can't, like, connect that in my head. I don't know. Because then I'm like, wait, who's talking? <laughs> Which, which, which person are which you? Which person are you again? Yeah. yeah, it's terrible. It's the same reason I can't listen to like a lot of radio shows. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It, I feel like you're one camp or the other. Like there are a few people that can do both, but most people fall into one or yeah. the other preference wise. It's just one of those things. It's like those um, like audio plays. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't really do that either. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Where They're I'm like, hard. Wait, who is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Then you're down. Then I'm just going to listen to it. I have no idea what's going on, but I'm going to listen. You don't care what's going on. I don't. Not really. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Um, but in this one, just one narrator. Yeah. That's good. Especially since it's a first person. Mm-hmm. Everything is told from Angel's perspective. Those are the ones where it makes the most sense to me to have one narrator. Mm-hmm. Even if they're doing different like direct quote voices, that's okay because it's still one person sort of imitating <laughs> the people around them. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's clear that it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I give it to you. Um, yeah, and also the narrator does a really great Louisiana accent. Ooh, the whole time or just yes. for the voices? The, the whole, whole time. time. Wow, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. That's so pretty I good. feel like that adds to it because this takes place in Louisiana. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Like you kind of need and and the book is written like phonetically sometimes yeah. with that same type of speech pattern Mm -hmm. so it makes sense to translate it into a a spoken form yeah sometimes i actually have to read it in my head out loud to catch what they're saying yeah (laughs) i could see that because i've i've read the first three in paper format too and then i just like to listen to it when i'm on a road trip or whatever because it's a really good story i think yeah and she's a very clever heroine which is one of the things i really enjoy about her She's I think she's awesome. Yeah, she's smart, but she's real. She's like very um down to earth. You feel like it's somebody that you would know. 
And I think she's very genuine. Like Mm -hmm. she gives her honest reaction to things, which I appreciate because it makes her feel like a real person. Yeah. And I think she's like the anti-Mary Sue. True. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) she's a ex-alcoholic drug addict trailer trash quote unquote Mm -hmm. person she just wants her ged she doesn't have that yet she's 22 i think she's pretty young yeah 22 23 something like that yeah and like her life's kind of was a disaster until she became a zombie yeah and then she kind of got her shit together but i like that she still struggles and Mm -hmm. She still has, like, legal problems and parole and mm -hmm. she's a mess. Her boss doesn't like her. Her one boss does. Her other boss doesn't. And, like, I enjoy how she has that self-doubt about herself. Mm -hmm. I think that makes her feel so genuine to me Mm -hmm. when she's like, you know, I went shopping and I bought these clothes. But, like, do I look like a fool? Am I going to fit in? Like, who is this person talking to me? Why are they talking to me? I'm nobody. I'm dumb. And I'm like, girl, you're not, though. Like, I feel I just want to give her a pep talk and, (laughs) you know, and kind of, like, snap her out of that self-doubt. Yeah. But it's very genuine that she has it. Mm -hmm. I understand it. And I'm like, oh, you sweet baby. (laughs) Like, you're growing. Look at you living your life. It's nice to see. Because I don't think we get that super often. No. Most of the time you're like heroine protagonist of the book is like super self-assured. And if they're not, you don't see it. Like you don't hear it in the words of the story. Yeah, you don't hear the insecure thoughts yeah yes yeah and she doesn't hide that and i really i like it i think it makes it a better read mm-hmm. oh yeah plus how could you not want to read it with that cover <laughs> it's true i mean it's true yeah yeah i liked the which one had like the hot pink that was the first one the first one that was a really good cover too the cover art <laughs> my is. life is a white trash zombie yeah yeah their cover art is genius It is. It's really good. And it's got great titles Mm -hmm. on all of them. Because I'm looking forward to White Trash Zombie Unchained. Is that the last one? That's the last one. Yeah. Because, wait, is it five? There might be six. It might be six of these. Mm -hmm. Because there's My Life is a White Trash Zombie. Even White Trash Zombies get the blues. White Trash Zombie Apocalypse. And then I think it's... The Groove one. How She Got Her Groove Back... And then I think it's Unchained because I'm like in my head, like I can see the book covers because they're so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Is it six of them or five? I'm looking right now. Because there's one where she's like listening there's... to a, a Walkman and she's talking yeah. to a head. That's five. So after this one, there's White Trash Zombie Got Her Groove Back. Uh-huh. White Trash Zombie Gone Wild. Ah. And then White Trash Zombie un- Unchained. And that's the one with the alligators and the... Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> She's the pulling chains. a little bit of a Michonne thing yeah. in that one, but with alligators instead of zombies. Yeah. Yes. That's great. Uh-huh. So there are six total. Your instinct was right. Okay, cool. Yes. Because they're sitting on my shelf and I was like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know I, this. I know I've seen yeah. those because the covers are just... They're so good. Fucking off, awesome. Like, yeah. if I was an author that was published, I I want this person to mm-hmm. make my fucking covers. Yeah. These are great. Yeah. She has so much, like, attitude, and it captures so much of both her and the story just in that one little, like, snapshot. 
And I really liked in this book how it got deeper for me. Like I I would close the book when I was done reading it for the day and then kind of look at the cover and be like, oh, and see something I didn't see before. Mm -hmm. As the story unfolded, I saw more of what was happening. So I like that. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. (laughs) So in this story, since it's halfway through the series, um, I was surprised when I started reading it the first time because I've started reading it a couple times, only finished it once, but that's okay. Mm. Um, I have time now. Uh, <laughs> this story is set in creepily like now times at this moment. Uh, they're filming a zombie movie in her town in Louisiana. And so there are fake movie zombies running around the town for various like press events and things like that. But there are also real zombies who really want to eat people. So I appreciated that there was kind of like that constant push and pull of irony. Like, oh, look, those are fake zombies. But wait, there's a real zombie. But wait, is it a real zombie or is it a real zombie dressed up like a fake zombie? (laughs) I liked it. I thought that was really clever. I like that as a like a framework to the story. I like that she could only really tell by smell Mm -hmm. because she can smell a person's brains if she's really hungry. Or she's really tanked up, mm-hmm. as she puts it. So, yeah, I liked like a, like the party scene and things like that. She's like, I can smell it, but I don't know which one is the actual <laughs> yeah. zombie. Like, yeah, it gives a good flair of mystery, and it's a good like foil to her powers, like her abilities. Normally, you could just see them and recognize them, but now it's more complicated, and she has to like use different senses and strengths to be able to figure out what's going on. So, I thought that was really kind of fun um i also really appreciated the scientific bend of this particular book yeah i thought that was fun we met some new characters some returning characters but i liked like the introduction of the lab and the you know like the um different studies that are going on to try to like make the fake brains and Mm -hmm. test zombiness on non-zombies and all of that kind of medical research it's right up her alley so I thought that was really like a good time to introduce that into the world of the story. Yeah, and the author used to work at a morgue. Very cool. <clears throat> so yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> we have differing opinions. So but I, I think it's cool. Yeah. Oh God, no. <laughs> um, so she adds like a touch of realism to yeah. the story that I appreciate, but it also kind of freaks me out a little. So tiptoes line but i like that she adds in things like the soldiers Mm -hmm. soldiers with a z at the front (laughs) and i like that angel's like oh you know the government made up that fucking nickname (laughs) and stuff like that um but it's because i like that it's it's realistic within that world because it's like let's be real like if there's zombies running around in our world of course the government's gonna want to turn them into Mm -hmm. a soldier or a something yeah um so, but I, I have, it, it also gave me questions of like, is this only happening in Louisiana? That's like, a good question. Seems like kind of a weird thing to, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's like, it, it sort of feels iZombie-ish in that way. Oh, yeah. Where you're like, it's all oh, in Seattle. Yeah, like it's happening in Seattle. And now like Seattle is this walled off, like, you know, place where zombieism is occurring. But like, is it also happening elsewhere? See, an eye zombie, though, I, I always was like, okay, but, like, there's zombies in other places. I don't know if 
in this series so far, because I haven't finished it, <clears throat> if they're all in Louisiana, which I would s assume they are not. Yeah. So I would wonder if there were other scientists in their evil laboratories cackling away doing their thing. I don't know. but Yeah. Well, and if the U.S. government is... Like weaponizing mm -hmm. zombies or zombie serums or whatever. I have a hard time believing other governments of the world are just like, what? We have no idea. You know, I feel like someone's going to steal those secrets, even if it's only happening in Louisiana. Like in Santa Clarita diet? Yeah. Like it's I feel all like time it has to, right? All the zombie shows and, and worlds that are, have been built. Um, I feel like it's a hard sell to be like only... Louisiana and only the United States knows anything about this. Like, we never what? know anything. Let's be real. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that there are other people doing that research, even if we don't get stories about them in this particular series. Mm -hmm. What up spinoff? Just saying. <laughs> I'd read that. <laughs> Me too. Um, so I really enjoyed this book for like the sort of advancement of the larger plot. Mm -hmm. And I also liked her angels ever evolving relationship particularly with her dad in this that book was good in this one so good like i like angel and marcus okay cool but like i like that that's kind of a backseat story yeah it's I, like whatever yeah i really enjoyed like the the escape from the house during the flood with her and her dad actually made me cry like Aww. physical tears. I had to like put the book down Aww. and be like, I need a break and maybe some chocolate. Like it gave me a lot of feelings because they, it really like deepened their relationship and it showed how much her dad cares about her, which as much as she kind of knew, like he had never said it. Yeah. I was going to say it's complicated for them because she, um, her mom was mentally unstable mm. and abused her. And your dad worked at the offshore oil rig until mm -hmm. he got injured. But, like, it was a very unhappy household. Yeah. And her mom went to prison and then committed suicide on her 16th birthday. Like, she's got, girls got baggage. Mm -hmm. And her dad picked her over the mother. Mm -hmm. But you kind of get the feeling, at least I did, in the first couple of books that he was kind of bitter about that. Yeah. Like, he resented her. A little bit. And I... I don't know that she ever says that he hit her or anything like that, but it's clear that, like, it's verbally not a great situation. Yeah. Um, and I think it was the second book where he was gonna hit her, but she was a zombie, mm -hmm. and she just, like, was like, no, and yeah. picked him up off the floor. <laughs> and, yeah. So it was nice in this book that, like, the and I also, like... Uh, in the second and third book, especially the um, the dad trying to break the cycle of alcoholism, mm -hmm. it's pretty realistic how he uh, says, "Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm done, I'm not drinking anymore." But then he relapses a couple of times because he doesn't go to AA, he doesn't go to a doctor, he doesn't, he wants to just do it himself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he's going to relapse and everything. So I like th that it's realistic and kind of up and down for them in regards to that, too. Yeah. So by the time the flood comes around, uh, yeah, it's a good, bad bonding experience. Yeah. And they lose everything. Yeah, but I was so proud of him when he, like, handed her the money. 
Yeah. And that's the part where I lost it. P.S. That's where the tears came. Um, and she's like, where did you get all this money from? And he was like, well, I've been working nights. I haven't been drinking. Like he's been cleaning up at the bar after it closes so that he could make That's cash. some strength right there. I know. And I get the feeling I can't remember if they exactly say it. Like he's not not drinking, probably, but he is able to hold down a job at a bar. That's impressive. So I was like so proud of him and so proud of him kind of like knowing that that was really important to help them rebuild. Like that told me that he had that presence of mind to know what was important in that moment. And it was his daughter and like the money that would help them rebuild. Everything else didn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I really, I was so proud of him. I was. I was proud of both of them. Yeah. Because... It's got to be really hard to live with for her, too. And yeah. I also like that she kind of has, um, I guess it would be a form of PTSD. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know. But like how she, you know, when she's in the kitchen and whenever she like breaks a dish or she like looks at certain parts of the floor, she remembers her mom hitting mm -hmm. her and stuff like that. Um, so it's hard for her to be in that house and, and things like that. So I like I like little things like that that add a sense of realism to the situation. Yeah. She's definitely not perfect. She definitely has baggage. Mm. She makes bad decisions sometimes too. And then she kind of beats herself up for them later when she's like, oh, why did I start that fight? Or like, why did I have to say that? I'm so dumb. You know, and you kind of get that idea that like she doubts herself more often than not. Oh, yeah. But she also has really good instincts. And she's pushing for herself and she's growing and she's like kind of making mistakes, but they're gro like they're growing up mistakes that she never got a chance and to do. And she like knows that, which I really like. Mm -hmm. And she also doesn't have any illusions about how people view her. It's true. Um, which adds to her insecurities. But she also like, I don't know, I like it because this is like a lot of people that I grew up with where mm -hmm. it's like, I know what you see, but that's not accurate yeah and i'm gonna put my foot down like i really like when they're at the the party the gala thing and she had gone to the uh like goodwill and mm -hmm. bought the nicest clothes she could find what she could afford and she thought she looked pretty good she had her sweet velvet jacket that she was all in <laughs> she love was with. very proud i want a red velvet jacket that right? sounds awesome <laughs> and she goes to this party and some bitch that we never hear from again in this book i don't know maybe she comes back later make um, her a zombie make her a zombie <laughs> yeah like says like oh somebody bought my jacket that mm -hmm. i donated or did you find it in a dumpster and she and angel's like oh hell no like, <laughs> she's like listen bitch it looks better on me than it does on you anyway and you can just tramp your trampy little butt right out of here yeah like, i like that <laughs> she's like well like, i know what you see but like also you know who gives a shit like it's a party yeah. first mm -hmm. of all so and you knew somebody was gonna buy your hand-me-downs why yeah. does it matter who it was and so what calm like, down lady also <laughs> you're, like maybe she bought it firsthand like you don't know mm -hmm. yeah i don't know it's the exact same jacket it's just calm calm down bitch like yeah. those are those mean girls in high school that are always like oh look at your like last season shoes and you're like exactly. you know <laughs> it's a thing was that, was that a thing at your high school um, yeah, no <laughs> i mean my high school we all wear uniforms oh see? so it oh. wasn't as much of a thing but there were always those mean girls who would be like who did your makeup like you know 
that kind of thing. I know you only had like nine people in your school. I was going to say, I remember when I watched the actual movie Mean Girls and I was like, does this happen? It does. And everybody else who was not from my high school goes, oh my God, yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. sucks to go to your high school. <laughs> There's always those like mean girls and it usually comes from a place of insecurity because they have to put other people down to feel superior. Real talk. I've encountered it after high school. It's the same. Even like, when people are grown-ups, they yeah. still act the same way. Oh, yeah. You know? I would say now it's more of a, you know, where, you, where you're from or what degree mm -hmm. you have or... Yep. What your job is. Yeah. That's a big one. Mm hmm So... The, just the topic just changes, but it's always something to, like, put you down to make me feel superior to you. Mm -hmm. And it's gross. And I hate it. Tis. And, and I'm I really do. over it. So I'm Same. glad that she, like, puts Burn that bitch down. in her place. <laughs> And her two little crony friends, they all kind of, and I really like Pietro, even though he, like, he, he steps in and kind of helps a little yeah. bit. Um, he's a little scary because he's a very gray area type person. Yeah, he's like a weird zombie mafia mm -hmm. boss guy. Yeah. I don't even really know what he is, but <laughs> I'm like. supposed to know. It's so I, secret. I know, but I like him and the senator. Yeah, they're very cute together. And I just like how much he seems to genuinely care about her. Even if he's going to, like, make use of her. Because towards the end of this book, mm. he's like, you're smart and you're a woman and you're a zombie. And, like, I need more people with that particular profile. <laughs> like, sure. You have a particular set of skills and I'm all about that. Like, okay, that's a little scary. It's a little Liam Neeson. Yeah. But, okay. but I do appreciate that he genuinely does seem to care about her. When she's having that emergency in the flood, the helicopter actually comes. Like, when she needs money to buy a new house, he gives her a personal loan with few strings attached. Are there strings? Yes. Are they the worst strings in the world? Hopefully not. <laughs> but I liked when Angel said, I think it was around that time, when she said, sometimes it looks like strings, but they're actually lifelines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was wisdom so much wisdom that was wisdomous she's so wise mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, i also really like brian mm. i think he is just i picture him in my head as nate fillion or um <laughs> okay i don't know why but like that's always the physical because he's like really tall and like very for some of... reason i thought like daniel day kim Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. Why, but isn't it funny how, like, <laughs> we read the same thing, but we have pretty different people in mind for yeah. who this particular person is. Yeah. yeah. But you need that, like, mental image. Like, as they describe the person, you form, like, this sort of cast, like, dream casting in your head. <laughs> I would say, like, based off of the book cover and stuff, like, pink is yeah. Angel. For sure. She's definitely like the model for that type oh, of. Yeah. Yeah. Like same haircut and everything. Mm -hmm. So these are the things. But yeah, no, I, I thought Daniel Day Kim <laughs> That's for funny. that. I don't know why. No, I, I totally get that. I see it. Like I didn't think of it. Well, now I'm like, oh, I guess Nathan Fillion <laughs> would be. Hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't explain where it came from. It's just like enters your head one day and then you're like every time i read his lines i was reading them in like nate fillion's voice i don't know why it's just how it worked i mean you don't have to have an explanation <laughs> i support you thank you you're welcome um but i did i do really like his character i like how he's very stoic until like he knows he can kind of drop it a little bit and he seems to really 
be okay with dropping it in front of Angel when they're alone. Mm -hmm. And I really like that. He's like got a soft Mm -hmm. gooey center. (laughs) But he'll still kill you. Yeah. (laughs) While we're kind of like still on that, like, you know, uh, Darrell. Mm -hmm. I always think about Terry Crews. Ooh. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I can't think of who the actor is that I think of, but I also pictured like, uh, well, the description is like a tall, bald, like built African-American guy. Mm-hmm. I just thought of someone significantly younger, mm. but I don't know why. Like, I don't have a reason for that. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I guess because like, if you ever watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Which I don't. Oh, you fool. I'm sorry. Um, it's okay. <laughs> I know you don't like funny things. <laughs> um (laughs) don't judge me i know but like it just makes me think of the character that he plays on that too Mm -hmm. where he's like detective he's like yeah and he's like this just like big like built like ex-football player but he's like kind of funny and stuff so it makes me think of that i get it Mm -hmm. i see it yeah is he bald in your mind yeah so it's bald terry cruz yeah okay That's fair. I don't know. Plus, Terry Crews is just great. And he is really funny. He's so hilarious. So if you want, like, a funny guy to play yeah. that role, like, he's a pretty good one. Yeah. He's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I see it. No, I understand what you're saying. And for some reason, I picture her dad to be, like, Wally Shawn. That's really specific. I don't know why. Yeah. Zini. <laughs> like, <laughs> Who's the guy from uh, Shameless? The, like, older... Oh, wait, 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 wait. The older guy. That's who I picture, and I don't even know his name off the top of You know of my what? Head. Now that you said that, I might have that recast in my head. But, like, that just he's got seems... a three. He's got a three-name name. Yes. He does have uh, a three-name name. I'm looking it up because I can't remember. Oh, God. Um, William H. Macy. I was going to say William H. Macy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I okay. think yeah, yeah. for some reason, like, a very emaciated, like, older, haggard-looking William H. Macy is just, like, who I who i picture in my mind maybe that with like a little bit less hair or like maybe like steve buscemi totally yes Mm -hmm. that could work yeah so we'll be casting the show (laughs) any day i fucking hella watch this movie are (laughs) you kidding me like be a great series of movies because you'd have to do or a tv show i'm down whatever because it's somewhere between i zombie and true blood (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Mm. i this could definitely work Dear Diana Rowland, <laughs> do you want someone to produce your your books into <laughs> movies or shows? P.S. We have no money, but we have really good ideas. <laughs> I think we do. <laughs> we'll be the creative team. She'll have to find the funding elsewhere. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. We'll help you pitch it to the network. Now's the time. Everything is streaming. Let's do this. And they need better material on yeah, some of for them. For real. <laughs> I think we're all finding that out now for sure. Yeah. Once you plumb the depths of the internet and you're like, okay, I've reached the end of the internet today. <laughs> we just start over from the beginning and see what's new. Back to Angel Fire. It's yeah, true. No, you don't want that shit. Nobody does. <laughs> it's a different time now. We've yeah. moved past that. Um, so I feel like there were kind of two high points or like two big plot moments in this book and there was one that i really liked and then one that i was like oh was that the big like culminating plot point do tell (laughs) so the first one to me and the one that i liked more was the flood that like drowned Mm -hmm. away the house 
And that to me was like fast paced. I was like very nervous. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I had like doubts about what was going to happen. It was, it was very tense. Yeah. And then that sort of final fight at the school with all the zombies reacting Mm -hmm. to, uh, what was his name? Philip. Yeah. That seemed like it was supposed to be the second sort of plot culmination. I think so. Of the book. That one, it ended, and I was like, oh, are there really only, like, it was 15 weird. pages left? That it was, was it? weird. <laughs> yeah. So it felt a little bit uneven there at the very end to me. I don't but know if you had that. when things are in the middle of a series, that's kind of how it is. True. You know? Yeah. I mean, think about any big-ass trilogy or something. Or, like, mm-hmm. even, like, Harry Potter. Like, there's, like, some weird kind of... Like think like I think about like Order of the Phoenix where it's like at the end they have the battle at the ministry mm-hmm. and then it's like and then they all went home. Now the end. Read book what? six, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what it makes me think of is like, yeah. yeah, the big battle at the high school football field situation. And and then she's making hors d'oeuvres in her oven yeah. at her house party. <laughs> yeah, because everything's fine. I kept waiting for there to be like another twist yeah and they're really kind like we we learned more about people's like alliances and like who is actually working for whom and who is a double agent who's a double agent pretending to be a single like you know yeah it all was that. weird there's a lot of age, there's a lot of agents <laughs> yeah involved like who's on which side who's recruiting for like who's switching sides and all that kind of stuff um it seemed like it was more in service to that and to teach us that she is a really unique zombie because of her ability to control bite her zombie child. Yeah, that was kind of odd to me. Did you read Julie of the Wolves? Of course I did. That's immediately what I thought of when she, when the dog, like the wolves, like put their mouth over the other dog, like wolves muzzle to like. Oh, I mean like real wolves show that. dominance. I didn't, I didn't think about that book in particular. <laughs> that was immediately it's what I thought It's funny you say of. that because like, okay, sidebar. Like that was my favorite book growing up and it's nobody so ever fucking knows what I'm talking about. I know what See? you're talking about. <laughs> Get me. <laughs> I love Julia of the Wolves. It was better than Call of the Wild. I'm going to say it. Julia of the Wolves was so much better than you're Call right. of the Wild. Anyway. <laughs> it's a trilogy. FYI. That was the best one. I don't think well, I ever read the last one. I still have them. Oh, maybe I'll have to take you. I'll have to yeah, they're like, your book they're like fifth grade reading read level, but whatever. Listen, they have good life lessons. They do. <laughs> I still remembered it as soon as Julie she... Julie the Wolves, Julie and Julie's Wolf Pack. Bam. I remember that. Jean Craig had George. <laughs> I think I read Julie of the Wolves and Julie. I don't think I ever read the third one. I did. My fifth grade self felt that two was enough, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you didn't know the third one existed. Maybe it wasn't out yet. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you went to go read My Side of the Mountain. I don't know. <laughs> Same author. Oh. I don't think I knew that. Knowledge dropped. What? This is what you get. This is what your degree in English is for. That's right. <laughs> Moments like this. You get to use it. Here it is, guys. Education in action. Um. That was worth my thirty thousand right. dollars or whatever the loan that you'll be paying back until your children are grown because um, <laughs> that's how i feel about my student loans but i digress anyway um, that was immediately what i thought of though okay was like the wolf pack kind of showing dominance mentality that's how i show dominance <laughs> i bite people to your cat oh i like no. pictured you with your 
no like he's not gonna put up with that <laughs> he'll just slap you in the face and walk away yeah that's my minion <laughs> but yeah i mean i i think that was more what they were getting at more than what was actually how do you happening. say that yeah uh like in the moment it didn't seem like what was happening was really important like she had to calm down all the fake zombies who were like under the zombie you know elixir or whatever sure because they were all connected to philip and there was something wrong with him yeah cool. it was a little hard to follow in that part i think yeah and i think that it was but it's like intentionally murky mm. because angel doesn't know what's going on yeah and pietro doesn't really want to tell her <laughs> that's true he's definitely hiding a lot of stuff from her until it happens and then she's like so what was up with that and he's like well i guess i have to tell you now mm. <laughs> Like if she didn't typical, ex- yeah. If she didn't experience it, he wasn't gonna divulge any typical ag- zombie mafia move, right there. <laughs> it's true. It's like it's a need to know basis, and you don't need to know. Oh, but wait, now you kind of do need to know. So I guess I'll tell you mm. as little as possible. <laughs> so that was. I I felt like it was interesting. I got good information from the sort of resolution of that, but it wasn't as like powerful to me as her personal tragedy just my opinion i don't know no i agree i think the flood is the most um memorable part it's the thing that jumps out the most to me and i think it's also i mean i think that makes her grow more personally than the rest of what's going on yeah um i agree and it wasn't about her being a zombie no which also might make it stick out to me more being a zombie saved them Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. But it wasn't connected directly to her zombie. It was like a human moment. Very. And I, I like that that's how her dad found out. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. And then he was like, cool with it? Oh, I'm going to cry again. <laughs> Don't be cry. <laughs> it was so touching, like so heartwarming for him to kind of freak out. He's like, wait a second, you're a what now? Yeah, he's like, wait, are you dead? <laughs> yeah, like, what happened? Like, wait. you're still angel, though, right? Yeah. yeah. And that was what he cared about. And I love when there is, like, a metaphor for, like, coming out or, like, telling a, a secret that you didn't think you could trust someone with. Mm. And then they react just like, wait, you're still the person I remember. This doesn't, doesn't like, change who you are to me. So I love you. And I trust you. <gasps> oh. It was so sweet because I was honestly nervous for a second. I wasn't sure. Ugh, I was either. like, oh, he's going to just totally freak out because I'm going to stab her. Yeah. Well, I had prejudice. I was like, he's kind of ornery and like a little close minded. He doesn't really like new things or new people. He's very like untrusting of a lot of things. So if she goes and says that she has this like whole secret life, he's going to be like, well, you can get the hell out of my house then. Mm-hmm. Not that we have a house right now, but like you can get out. And I was nervous that that was going to happen, but it didn't. And I was like, oh, breaking down stereotypes yeah. with zombies. Yeah. It was nice. And then even like them having to move into Marcus's house for a little while. And so the dad had to like get along with. I was going to say, I like the tension <laughs> between the dad and Marcus too, because it's he's the one who arrested him previously. Mm-hmm. Probably with good reason. Uh, yeah. But drunk he, driving, I think, if I remember right. And then yeah. also the domestic violence. Mm-hmm. But call. he, they don't like each other. They're both sort of prickly at each other makes sense and then they had to like figure out a way to live together 
And in like classic Angel's dad fashion, he was like, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Like, we figured it out. It's like, fine. Uh, <laughs> you know. Begrudgingly so. reading the newspaper at the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm, I'm proud. I feel like I see him growing because she's growing. They're influencing each other in a good way. Mm-hmm. And I, I like it. Now I kind of want him to like get a girlfriend that's good for him and like oh, yeah. rebuild a little home. I have dreams. That's cute. <laughs> I like that. Um, I also like, while we're talking about Marcus, that Angel like kind of broke up with him in the second book mm-hmm. and was like, I just want to make sure that we actually like each other and it's not because we're both zombies. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, girl, mm-hmm. make sure that you actually care about this person and it's not just some weird my parasite likes your parasite because you made me yeah a parasite thing <laughs> yeah and we see it deepened when she has that relationship to philip and mm-hmm. she's like oh my god is this why marcus cares about me is this mm-hmm. why he's like overprotective of me because she's having the zombie mama feelings and she kind of at the same time is like, I now understand a little bit more of where he's coming from. And like, wait a minute, what does that mean for our relationship? Like, are we actually a couple or is he weirdly treating me like a kid that he has to protect? Which is awkward. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I feel like the tension, the push and the pull there between their like biological connection to each other, which is so weird to say, and their emotional and like relationship attachment to each other it's a very complex situation it is and i like that it's a complex situation but not in like the stereotypical oh love triangle yeah. blah blah blah. it's complicated it's complicated i no, love you but it's I want complicated to because <laughs> yeah fucking edward get out of here it's complicated because we have like this weird parent relationship but not really but also but i like i think it I can't remember what book it is now, but whichever one where he tells her, he's like, I liked you before. Mm-hmm. I think that was book two. But like she was a fucking mess. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And you're not going to sign Like, you know, you know that someone has work to do on themselves. Yeah. Before they can even before you can even approach them about a relationship. Well, and, and realistically, <laughs> before she changed, like she wouldn't she would have felt the same way toward him that her dad does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she would have been like freaking pig, because uh, he's he also arrested her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. When she got caught with a stolen car, mm-hmm. which was not totally her fault. That was her dumb boyfriend ex boyfriend's fault, but she definitely didn't ask questions. <laughs> when like, where'd you get the car from? Whose car is it? You know, why is this she... brand new Prius only a thousand dollars? Yeah, because I don't think she really cared at that time. She was probably also like pretty strung out mm-hmm. yeah so Might she had to thought it made sense but maybe it didn't yeah she had to like think about it and like really grow and like start to kind of appeal to her and like develop her natural talents because she really does have nat. like she's smart she's very quick she's like emotionally intelligent for the most part uh even if she doesn't always act on that emotional intelligence she knows how people feel a lot of the time and she like kind of knows what's going on in a situation she can like read a room pretty well Mm -hmm. um she's also really good at using her genuine personality to like make a connection with people she's really good with people yeah she can like get people to trust her and like kind of get people to open up to her 
which is very hard to do. Hmm. And we'll make her very good at whatever Pietro has in store for her. I also like that she kind of delved into, um, like how basically like how she could have been smarter. Mm -hmm. Um, but her, uh, she didn't know that, um, she has dyslexia. Yeah. And when she was a kid, she like loved math and all that stuff. And she was pretty good at it. And then it got hard all of a sudden. And, she kind of remembers when Nick is helping her study for the GED that, because uh, he goes, oh, maybe you're dyslexic. And she's like, I don't even know what that is. Remembers that the teachers did give her tests and stuff mm-hmm. and her mother just didn't care enough to follow up on it. So it kind of derailed her from middle and high school. Yeah. And it made her think that she was stupid. Made her think she was dumb. Right. Like So I, she chose yeah. to you know not study and mm-hmm. not because she was told over and over she was dumb she started to believe it yeah and i'm i'm proud of her for being like i am gonna go get tested and like find out what i can do about this because i do want my ged i do want to like work in the science lab maybe i want to take class college classes in biology like she's starting to kind of open yeah, herself she, yeah, up and she's like i never thought that would be possible but maybe it is mm-hmm. maybe it's just because i was dyslexic and i didn't know yeah but she's definitely smart enough to do it. Mm-hmm. She's super smart. Mm-hmm. Even if she doesn't always know the right word for the thing or oh, like yeah. know, you know, the technical speak and that makes her feel like she's out of her depth. She can explain things. She understands the concept. Can I tell you what always almost makes me cry? Yes. Her and Dr. LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such a Such sweet, a mentor situation. Yeah, such a just, mentor. Oh. <laughs> He's so sweet to her. He covers for her when it's like legit not to cover for her to like enable her but cover for her when it really is needed like a friend would cover for a friend mm-hmm. so nice he like encourages her he is always kind of like let's do a thing are you gonna cry no <laughs> you're gonna cry i already was gonna cry it's your turn no nope. <laughs> strong um but yeah no i really do i like that alan even Got a little nice to her in this he book. He did a little. For a minute. And then it kind of turned back off again. But like it was there. I saw it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing I would want to add to this book is a couple more female characters who are not evil. Yeah. That would be cool. Or murdered. Yeah. We've got Heather. Yeah. Who is, again, morally gray. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't really know that I trust her or anything. Then otherwise, you got, what, Dr. Cherish? That's pretty much it. And that's kind of it. Because mm-hmm. And I get that she works at the police department in the middle of fucking nowhere. It's going to be a boys club. I get it. But as far as we know, like, I don't know that she has any friends outside that girls? of this. Not really. Cause, Not really. You know, I, I don't know. I just kind of would like... A couple more female characters that, because like there was Marianne, but she got murdered mm-hmm. in the second one. Yeah, first one, second one, second pretty one. early on. I don't remember if it was the second one. It was pretty early. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of like, oh, where is? And there's the senator. Yeah, Jane. Jane. Is that her name? Yeah, she's I can't cool. remember her last name, but Pennington. I mean, but she's kind of in there, kind of fleetingly. Mm-hmm. And mostly as Pietro's girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. 
There's a couple of other female zombies that Pietro mentions. Like yeah. Rachel and I forget the other one's Maybe name. Maybe they'll show up later. Maybe they'll become more friends. Oh my God, that'd be a great group for <laughs> hanging out. Yeah, like, right? All the cool women zombie, like, assassin agents. That'd be awesome. So I could see the potential for more female friendships, but I agree with you. More female characters would be nice. Because yeah. there's a lot of guys surrounding her. a lot her. of guys. And honestly, until I read it the second time, I couldn't keep straight um, because there's Dr. LeBanc and Dr. Duplessis. Mm -hmm. I'd get them confused every once in a while. And then there's Prejean, Durrell. Mm -hmm. There's Alan and Nick, the Alan, two guys that were Well, Alan the... and Prejean, yeah. Yeah. And then... Nick's the nice one now. <laughs> well, yeah, he used to be Nick the Prick. Yeah. And then there's Mike Abadie mm -hmm. and... He's the not nice detective guy. Right, and he has a partner. I thought Alan Prejean was the one who hated her. I think they both don't like her. Okay, and then there's one other <laughs> detective that has the... Oh, see, I don't even know. See, there's like there's like four of them that kind of like bleed together in my mm -hmm. head where I'm like, wait, I don't know. It's one of the detectives. I think that one likes her. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I rely on their interaction mm -hmm. to be like, oh, okay, now I know which one it is. Darrell's the one that I remember because I know that's the one she's pals with. Yeah, he's the cool one. And then I know Dr. LeBlanc is the mm -hmm. one who's like her mentor. And then I was like, okay, so then Dr. Duplessis must be the one who hates her. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> There's and, a lot of dudes. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of dudes and they all seem kind of similar. Because they're all just cops, mm -hmm. really. There's not really a different... I don't know. Yeah. And it's... Like, I think the book... When it's a book series, you kind of rely on that, like, recap. It, even though that's not what people would normally do in their life. She kind of, like, takes a moment to remind you what happened in the previous mm -hmm. books. So I rely on that a lot, too. Yeah. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, okay, that's who that was. Because I forget because I the books. think Detective Prejean was the one who shows up in the first chapter of the first book. He's the one, I think, who's mm. there when she's recovering from her accident. And he's like, yeah, she's fucking doped up and whatever. That sounds Thinks she's like... just a drug addict. Mm. I think. That yeah, was him. I think that was him. And he still makes cracks about her being like a, like a criminal, mm -hmm. you know, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I could see that being all the same what a person. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> we don't like him. Um, I like when they show like a little bit of a softer side and mm -hmm. when they connect with her over various things on like a level where they're not just a jerk. And she kind of realizes at the same time that we as the reader realize it, like, oh look, a little glimpse of humanity. <laughs> That's nice to see. People are multifaceted. Yeah. They're onions. It's okay. true. It's true. I learned that from Shrek. <laughs> Um, so I kind of like that yeah. when we see those little bits and pieces and then I'm like, okay, check off in the like good column. Finally, <laughs> one mm -hmm. check in the good column. <laughs> so, but yeah, I could definitely use some more female characters and maybe even a few less male characters. Or at least more like different ones, yeah. I guess. Maybe that's part of it. I think they're all just pretty similar mm -hmm. in my head and. But yeah, I like it. That's a good point. I didn't even really think about it until you brought it up. 
I was all busy crying over her and her dad. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but it really gave me all the feels. I see it. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the thing that sticks out for me. Um, so are we agreeing that we're going to continue on with the series oh, I'm and yeah, oh, yeah, I'm totally down to finish out the heck. Yeah. The, I don't know what you call it when it's six books, double trilogy. S- Wait, <laughs> septology is seven. So sectology, Sept- sect, sectology. Sure. That's what it's called now. <laughs> That's the word we just made up. If it's not a real thing. Um, but I would definitely finish the story. I want to know what happens now. I want to know more about everything. So Well, we got time. I'm there. Yeah, I got time. Uh, I got the books. <laughs> nice. I'll cover them in hand sanitizer before I return them I, to you. Um, well, okay. No, don't do that. <laughs> Are you saying that's bad? <laughs> yeah. Or we could just Skype and I could read it to you. Oh, like my own personal audio book. Or you could get my, or I could lend you my audio books. Yeah, I don't know. true. I think I want you to read them to me now in the accent. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> you signed up for it. You mentioned it. Nope. I said read it to you. I didn't say the accent. That was a bonus that you tagged hmm. on. You don't want my Louisiana accent. Well, fine. Um, Nobody wants that. <laughs> But yeah, I definitely, I think I'm like in it to finish the story. Like now I just want to know more. I want to, I want to, I want a resolution to all of the things. I have questions. So I'm excited to finish it. Um, so overall, what would you give this book out of five bullet wounds? <laughs> I'd give it three bullets bullet wounds and like a nick to the shoulder okay yeah that's fair Mm -hmm. i think i would go like four bullet wounds nice i think it was pretty good um i enjoyed it the middle was better than the end for Mm -hmm. me but overall it was a satisfying experience i feel like it moved the story forward yeah yeah i i would definitely recommend this series overall because it's like it's a quick read i don't want to it's not mindless but it's entertainment yeah but you know it's not like deep literature or anything Mm -hmm. like that of course um (laughs) it's a good like book like a summer book read like it's a good book to take to the beach or like now when you're stuck on under like yeah (laughs) and i I would say it's good for i don't know being like anybody can do anything Mm -hmm. it's very uplifting and optimistic in that regard so Makes me feel good. Yep. Go read it. I like it. So what are we going to do next week? We're going to talk about Supernatural. Two weeks. (laughs) Supernatural. Yeah. Supernatural season 11. Season 11. Um, Because (gasps) once again, (laughs) we've been, I don't know how I feel about this, but um, it's happening no matter how we feel about it. So. Um, So because of the virus. They're not able to finish filming season 15, and mm-hmm. they're not able to edit the episodes that they already have filmed. So the one that you and I are about to go watch as soon as we're done recording is the last one mm-hmm. for an unknown amount of time. Yeah, for the foreseeable future at this moment. So that's that's the thing, and they, they have guaranteed it will be finished, mm-hmm. which, my God, it... <laughs> 
better. They better finish it. Damn it. Um, Because, <laughs> yeah, it's the final season. We're having a lot of emotions and we're like conflicted because it's like, oh, like it's going to kind of last a little bit longer. But also the circumstances are really terrible. Yeah. It's not anyone's um, choice. It certainly isn't our first choice. <laughs> no. But it's necessary for everyone's health and safety. Yeah. So And they're and the cast is doing things to tie everybody over. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And the one of the producers uh promised more like little goodies to help people kind of get get through the dry time, especially when there's not a whole lot else to do. Because there's eight? Yeah. It's supposed left? to be twenty. Uh this episode that just aired this week is 13 okay. so there will be seven more i was gonna say i can't math thank you <laughs> i think it's seven supposed more. to go up to 20 um from what i read on twitter they have up to 18 filmed yeah i heard they only had two more left to film mm-hmm. but 14 through 18 can't be finished right because right the, the sound and technical people are yeah Staying home, staying safe. Mm-hmm. So they can't film the last two and they can't like finish and air the other ones. Right. So we're going to take this opportunity to catch up on our rewatches and reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, keep our little supernatural hearts alive and uh, just try to like have fun with the cast, mm-hmm. I think, on social media because we're all feeling that as a lifeline right now. Mm hmm. Well, and you know, Misha's bored. Yeah, you can tell he's bored. <laughs> he's getting a little loopy. Um, yeah. <laughs> the man does not do well in social isolation. <laughs> so no. he reaches out via the internet. Um, <laughs> and texts, yeah. which I still am signed up for. I know you're not, but I get a lot of texts from him. You keep me in the loop on the important ones. Yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> so it's a strange time for everyone. It is. So we are here for you if you need us or want to talk to us or hang out with us virtually. Send us a message. Send us an email. We'll happily hang out with you for a little bit online. Uh, But we're not coming to your house because that's not safe. For a lot of reasons. (laughs) Yeah, for many reasons. We wouldn't do that in a normal time, but especially not right now. Um, So until next time. Be safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Don't cough on people or let Cover other people your fucking mouth. Call on, cough on you. It's not a good idea. Um, and stay home as much as you can because it's that's hard, but it's probably the safest thing right now. Your grandparents were called to war. You're being called to sit on the couch. I yeah. think you can do it. Not real. Not wear real pants for a while. So <laughs> I know I haven't. Me either. <laughs> so it's it's all gonna be okay. We will okay. get through this together. Okay, bye. Bye.